three. Planchette has been very kind tonight, Mrs. Montague said. John, there are definitely foreign elements present in this house. Quite a splendid sitting, really, Arthur said. He waved a sheaf of papers triumphantly. We've got a good deal of information for you, Mrs. Montague said. Now, Planchette was quite insistent about a nun. Have you learned anything about a nun, John? In Hill House? Not likely. Planchette felt very strongly about a nun, John. Perhaps something of the sort. A dark, vague figure, even, has been seen in the neighborhood? Villagers terrified when staggering home late at night? The figure of a nun is a fairly common... John, if you please... I assume you are suggesting that I am mistaken, or perhaps it is your intention to point out that Planchette may be mistaken. I assure you, and you must believe Planchette even if my word is not good enough for you, that a nun was most specifically suggested. I am only trying to say, my dear, that the wrath of a nun is far and away the most common form of appearance. There has never been such a thing connected with Hill House, but in almost every John, if you please... I assume I may continue, or is Planchette to be dismissed without a hearing? Thank you, Mrs. Montague composed herself. Now then, there is also a name spelled variously as Helen or Helene or Alina. Who might that be? My dear, many people have lived. Helen brought us a warning against a mysterious monk. Now, when a monk and a nun both turn up in one house, except the place was built on an older site, Arthur said, influences prevailing, you know. Older influences hanging around, he explained more fully. It sounds very much like broken vows, does it not? Very much. Had a lot of that back then, you know. Temptation, probably. I hardly think, the doctor began. I dare say she was walled up alive, Mrs. Montague said. The nun, I mean. They always did that, you know. You've no idea the messages I've heard from nuns walled up alive. There is no case on record of any nun ever being... John! May I point out to you once more that I, myself, have had messages from nuns walled up alive? Do you think I am telling you a fib, John? Or do you suppose that a nun would deliberately pretend to have been walled up alive when she was not? Is it possible that I am mistaken once more, John? Certainly not, my dear. Dr. Montague sighed wearily. With one candle and a crust of bread, Arthur told Theodora. Horrible thing to do when you think about it. No nun was ever walled up alive, the doctor said solemnly. He raised his voice slightly. It is a legend, a story, a libel circulated. All right, John, we won't quarrel over it. You may believe whatever you choose. Just understand, however, that sometimes purely materialistic views must give way before facts. Now, it is a proven fact that among the visitations troubling this house are a nun and a... What else was there? Luke asked hastily. I am so interested in hearing what, uh, Planchette had to say. Mrs. Montague waggled a finger roguishly. Nothing about you, young man, although one of the ladies present may hear something of interest. Impossible woman, Eleanor thought. Impossible, vulgar, possessive woman. Now, Helen, Mrs. Montague went on, wants us to search the cellar for an old well. Don't tell me Helen was buried alive, the doctor said. I hardly think so, John. I am sure that she would have mentioned it. As a matter of fact, Helen was most unclear about just what we were to find in the well. I doubt, however, that it will be treasure. One so rarely meets with real treasure in a case of this kind. More likely evidence of the missing nun. 
more likely 80 years of rubbish, John, I cannot understand the skepticism in you, of all people. After all, you did come to this house to collect evidence of supernatural activity, and now, when I bring you a full account of the causes and an indication of where to start looking, you are positively scornful. We have no authority to dig up the cellar. Arthur could, Mrs. Montague began hopefully, but the doctor said with firmness, No, my lease of the house specifically forbids me to tamper with the house itself. There will be no digging of cellars, no tearing out of woodwork, no ripping up of floors. Hill House is still a valuable property, and we are students, not vandals. I should think you'd want to know the truth, John. There is nothing I should like to know more. Dr. Montague stamped across the room to the chessboard and took up a knight and regarded it furiously. He looked as though he were doggedly counting to a hundred. Dear me, how patient one must be sometimes, Mrs. Montague sighed. But I do want to read you the little passage we received towards the end. Arthur, do you have it? Arthur shuffled through his sheaf of papers. It was just after the message about the flowers you are to send to your aunt, Mrs. Montague said. Planchette has a control named Marigot, she explained, and Marigot takes a genuine personal interest in Arthur, brings him word from relatives and so on. Not a fatal illness, you understand, Arthur said gravely. Have to send flowers, of course, but Marigot's most reassuring. Now, Mrs. Montague selected several pages and turned them over quickly. They were covered with loose, sprawling, penciled words, and Mrs. Montague frowned, running down the pages with her finger. Here, she said, Arthur, you read the questions and I'll read the answers. That way it will sound more natural. Off we go, Arthur said brightly, and leaned over Mrs. Montague's shoulder. Now, uh, let me see, uh, start right about here. With who are you? Right-o. <clears throat> who are you? Nell, Mrs. Montague read in her sharp voice, and Eleanor and Theodora and Luke and the doctor turned listening. Nell who? Eleanor, Nellie, Nell, Nell. They sometimes do that, Mrs. Montague broke off to explain. They repeat a word over and over to make sure it comes across all right. Arthur cleared his throat. What do you want? He read. Home. Do you want to go home? And Theodora shrugged comically at Eleanor. Want to be home. What are you doing here? Waiting. Waiting for what? Home. Arthur stopped and nodded profoundly. There it is again, he said, like a word, and use it over and over just for the sound of it. Ordinarily, we never ask why, Mrs. Montague said, because it tends to confuse Planchette. However, this time we were bold and came right out and asked, Arthur? Why? Arthur read. Mother, Mrs. Montague read. So you see, this time we were right to ask, because Planchette was perfectly free with the answer. Is Hill House your home? Arthur read levelly. Home, Mrs. Montague responded, and the doctor sighed. Are you suffering? Arthur read. No answer here, Mrs. Montague nodded reassuringly. Sometimes they dislike admitting to pain. It tends to discourage those of us left behind, you know. Just like Arthur's aunt, for instance, will never let on that she is sick. But Marigot always lets us know, and it's even worse when they've passed over. Stoical, Arthur confirmed and read. Can we help you? No, Mrs. Montague read. Can we do anything at all for you? No. Lost. 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 Mrs. Montague looked up. You see, she asked, one word over and over again. They love to repeat themselves. I've had one word go on to cover a whole page sometimes. What do you want? Arthur read. Mother, Mrs. Montague read back. Why? Child. Where is your mother? Home. Where is your home? Lost. 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 
And after that, Mrs. Montague said, folding the paper briskly, there was nothing but gibberish. Never known playing shit so cooperative. Never known playing shit so cooperative, Arthur said confidingly to Theodora. Quite an experience, really. But why pick on Nell? Theodora asked with annoyance. Your fool planchette has no right to send messages to people without permission, or you'll never get results by abusing planchette, Arthur began. But Mrs. Montague interrupted him, swinging to stare at Eleanor. You're Nell, she demanded, and turned on Theodora. We thought you were Nell, she said. So, said Theodora impudently. It doesn't affect the messages, of course, Mrs. Montague said, tapping her paper irritably. Although I do think we might have been correctly introduced. I am sure that Planchette knew the difference between you, but I certainly do not care to be misled. Don't feel neglected, Luke said to Theodora. We will bury you alive. When I... When I get a message from that thing, Theodora said, I expect it to be about hidden treasure. None of this nonsense about sending flowers to my aunt. They are all carefully avoiding looking at me, Eleanor thought. I have been singled out again, and they are kind enough to pretend it is nothing. Why do you think all that was sent to me? she asked, helpless. Really, child, Mrs. Montague said, dropping the papers on the low table. I couldn't begin to say. Although you are rather more than a child, aren't you? Perhaps you are more receptive psychically than you realize, although, and she turned away indifferently, how you could be a week in this house and not picking up the simplest message from beyond. Now that fire wants stirring. Nell doesn't want messages from beyond, Theodora said comfortingly, moving to take Eleanor's cold hand in hers. Nell wants her warm bed and a little sleep. Peace, Eleanor thought concretely. What I want in all this world is peace. A quiet spot to lie and think. A quiet spot up among the flowers, where I can dream and tell myself sweet stories.